Welcome to Amateur All Tours, the podcast where every week we sit down and have a discussion about a movie. I am your host, Mike, and joining me is my brother, Brian, and we would like to welcome you to Amateur All Tours. Alright, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike, and joining me as always... Hey guys, Brian. And we are finally able to sit down and talk about the newest adaptation of uh, Stephen King's It. So, as you guys know earlier... Uh, Brian and I sat down and did a predictions episode where we were just kind of like spitballing ideas of what we were hoping to see. Big fans of the book, and that was, I believe, it was the it was the like the day before. It was like the showing before like the actual like official release. So I guess it came out on a Friday. We saw it Thursday night, and we went, we saw it, and I definitely think we needed some time to process what we had seen. So and then. So we were trying to, and then it got even harder because, you know, my swim season started, I'm studying for school, Brian's studying for schools and tests, and, every, and life got in the way, and at one point I said, you know, I want to just sit down and talk about this, so I got my thoughts out of the way, had a uh, solo impression review, and, you know, just kind of air what I wanted to say, but now we're actually sitting down, and after uh, quite a long time of processing our thoughts and kind of letting the news and the hype of of the film kind of you know reach its peak and now I hope now it's kind of like winding down but you know now we can actually I think have like a pretty well-rounded debate or like discussion about the film um Brian what what are your th- thoughts coming into this discussion well I I'm I'm glad we're finally having this conversation uh and it's been a long time since we've actually sat down and being able to record, you know, yeah, as you were just saying, college has kind of been getting in the way of things, uh, for better or for worse, but yeah, it's good to be back kind of finally talking about movies, let alone it. I mean, I remember after we saw this movie we had on the drive home, um, we were kind of just throwing our thoughts, our initial thoughts out there, and I remember I was very lukewarm to the whole movie, um which will go more into discussion after my initial viewing and now now I've had time to like kind of sit back and mull around with it in my head see uh you know more concepts that didn't make it into the final cut which might make it into the DVD Blu-ray release the the more the things that I think I had the most problems with they recognized and they said they would have been in the movie but for well, some reason or another they didn't um I guess we can get more into that yeah um, but before we do that, I want to kind of talk about, like, the hype of this film. In that, like, I want to ask you, do you think that this movie was not overhyped, but what, do, I think the reception was a little o- overdramatic, I guess, is a, is a way to say it. In that, you know, people are saying that this is, like, redefining the horror genre, it's, like, redefining, like, how, what is scary, it's, like, scaring a new generation of people, and, yeah, I agree that it, like, scares a different generation of people, but I, I, it's definitely not a game changer that I was hoping it was going to be, and I, there's, like, don't get me wrong, like, there's not, this film did a lot correct, but also did a lot incorrect, and it seems like people are kind of glossing over 
those like really glaring mistakes that the, or, like missteps that this film has, and they're just like kind of just like so I, I just just focusing on those well, positives. Cause, well, because they're getting caught in like the sensational nature of this film. Like honestly, like the the most. I mean, the most, uh, like, prevalent example I could think of a movie, like, just kind of coming out of the blue and just being, like, this raging success would be on the level of, like, this film. It's, like, it's, like, topping, like, bo- it's been topping box office charts. It's made so much money. Um, and, Dude, it and made, so like, much critical 60, success. It's It made, like, $60 million yeah. on its opening weekend or something, like, something like a ridiculous, ridiculous number like but, that. Well, I mean, I was going to say the film that I can kind of that I'm thinking of that I'm drawing parallels to is like the Dark Knight where it's just like it's like it's like there's like no other movies like we can compare or have seen something like this and it's like well the the re- the difference between the Dark Knight and this movie is that the Dark Knight was actually amazing like that that actually warrants all the praise not saying that you know it isn't a good movie and it just I'm so happy anyway that this film is getting the critical acclaim because it is a good movie, and I do like it, and I do appreciate the director, Andy Muschietti, and I really do like what he does, but I think it's just kind of lightning in a bottle, honestly, with this film, that you had, you know, Pennywise, you know, the classic 90s uh, reimagined character, you know, the beloved Tim Curry, you had the book that, you know, along with The Stand and The Shining, or one of King's most revered works, um, I mean, hell, even for us, like, that's where we started kind of our journey into, like, reading and literature with it, um, and, you know, you had an ensemble child cast, uh, Bill Skarsgård is, like, he did have some creepy moments, like, the marketing was insane for Pennywise, I mean, it just exclusively relied on him, so, and again, that all, that all ties into, I think, this was a very unique factor going into this movie, and that's attributing it to that, is why I think we're still talking about it and why it's this huge thing. I mean, even now, they're still talking about the movie. It's like, oh, it could have been three hours long. There could have been much more of the clown. Um, you know, the, the the child actors might even be getting a spinoff show on Netflix, which is, like, absolutely ridiculous, but that'd still be... I'd watch it. You know what I mean? It's still... We're still yeah, snowballing. It's still witnessing it. I think, like, another reason is, like, the summer was just garbage. In regard... Like, in re- maybe, like, a few standouts... Um, Baby Driver was pretty good. Yeah, like Baby Driver, Dunkirk, but and like maybe I'm missing, but those were like uh, I guess Atomic Blonde. But like for the most part, the whole summer was just filled with like garbage movies. I think it was like one of the lowest box office return, like that people people weren't seeing movies in the summer. So now we started off like this quarter with like started the fall with like this big hit, and also like another Stephen King film that came out earlier. The Dark Tower was an utter failure, and it was supposed to start this whole, like, dark universe with Stephen King and the Dark Tower, which is, like, his, which is one of his masterpieces, that he is one of his favorite works, and it, and it failed, uh, that's, now that's something to do with, like, movie producers and, and people that made that movie. Also, Sony can't produce a film franchise for shit, so. Yeah, but, so, I think that that kind of feeds into why... This adaptation of it was really hyped and successful. Um, and, like, a lot of the reception that I'm seeing, like, now, I follow a lot of, like, social media pages about, especially on like Instagram, about this film. I think I follow, like, three or four different pages. And all it is, it, it seems like there's this, like, high school students, which is weird. 
and they just like post like everything. Now that's where I got most of my news for this film, so that's why I appreciated it. And uh, it's just like another sense of community. But when the film came out, all it was was just like high schoolers going on and being like, "This is the scariest film ever. This is one of the greatest things ever, ever made." And and I feel like yeah, it's awesome that people are having great reactions to it. But you kind of need you need to take off those goggles and like those that that hype those hype goggles and kind of view this film objectively so when people are telling me it's like oh it's a 10 out of 10 it's a 9 out of 10 like no it's not no film is per- like you're telling me this film is, is perfect and it is far from perfect so i think and like that didn't help because i i was part of that hype when the film was in its when getting uh working up to its release I was hyping the hell out of this movie. I was so excited. I even like sat down and read this book, start to finish for the first time, uh, because before like I've reread the book, but I always skipped around because I wasn't really like kind of emotionally ready for it. And then I was like, no, this is the time I'm gonna sit down and just read this book, front to st- front to back. And I did. I was hyped. I was ready to go. Um, I, when the movie start, I guess we can start getting into the movie. When the movie started, I. Like, they were getting so many things correct, and I was so hype, and even going, like, my heart was racing from the moment the the movie started to our first interaction with Pennywise. So let's kind of focus on that, I guess, if you have anything, if you want to add anything before we get into the film. Nope, let's get into it. Okay, so, as I said, I remember sitting in this, in this um... In the theater, and I guess we had a mixed crowd of people. Uh, it was packed, and we had people, you know, our age that were new to. I would say new to uh, it, in that they they or maybe like people our age had grown up with like the miniseries, and that that kind of is like what when people say they're scared of clowns it's because of it. So then you get like the older generation, the older like uh, King fans that I would say, and then you have like the high schoolers that didn't grow up with this, they kind of know, like, they're scared of clowns, but they, like, don't know what this is, and so, the movie starts, and dude, I was really into this, like, they had, um, like, just so many details, like, the, the tone was set really well, um, start setting that really good, um, relationship between Bill and his brother, and kind of, like, just kind of getting that going, um, and then, we get the Pennywise, and at this point, like, I came in as a book purist for this first viewing, in that I was like, because, because the way Andy Muschietti was, they were, when he was discussing in interviews, and that Pete and, like, the child actors were saying, like, anyone involved with this film was saying, yes, we're coming at this from a book perspective, and we're, we're not thinking of it as the miniseries, we're thinking, we're taking his novel, and we are going on with that, so that got me excited because that means that that's what scared them is that book and they want to be true to that so i thought every i was coming in as a purist that they were going to be like pretty good about that and this beginning scene they were um even like with the interaction with pennywise and georgie that was awesome uh what did you have to think about what what were your thoughts about that when you were seeing it yeah, I mean, yeah, as, as far as setting up the tone, I thought it was really well uh, well done putting putting in the moment. Um, I mean, even even with Georgie and Bill, it was definitely uh, a much more, uh, what can I say? I, I just appreciated the, the relationship and dynamic more so in the movie than in the book. 
Um, I know it's like in the book they're kind of just like riffing on each other, but in this one they're actually like it seems like there's like genuine more... love. Yeah, I mean, and there definitely was genuine love in the book and also in the miniseries for that matter. But I, I feel like it was handled better in this uh, iteration of the story. Um, and even even in, they even got to the point. I, I did I did I did like how they handled um like Georgie's fear of the basement in the dark when he like goes into the basement. You see like the light bulbs or whatever that are yeah. like. Oh, is that those are eyes or whatever? You know, the classic misdirection, which is like, yeah, he's not, that's obviously not Pennywise yet. Um, and then, uh, you know, they make the boat, the SS Georgie, all that, all that fun stuff. And then it gets to the point where, you know, go outside with the walkie talkies. Now that, that is where we also can get to your first, uh, like pr- or one of your predictions. Well, yeah, I was like about the walkie there, talkies. I, I've listened to, or, and re-listen to those episodes that we did. I haven't, so I forget what well, I said. We were we like, I mean, I don't remember specifics because it's been a little, little bit. But we were like half right, and on a lot of uh, regards, uh, the walkie-talkies didn't really play into this at all, which was disappointing. Like, I, which is why I don't really know why they're in here, other than to I guess establish that it's like the 1980s, but they're not really used at all, like, outside of this scene. Like, I predicted that Bill was going to be, or, um, Georgie, or, like, Pennywise was going to use that to talk to George, or, I'm sorry, to talk to Bill, but, no, that doesn't happen. So, I mean, they're there, I guess, but not really. Um, but I have to admit, dude, when, I I think my biggest thing that I was, like, I was... Because I had seen this, the the scene of uh, Pennywise and Georgie. Now it was cut and and like I guess it was on YouTube bootlegged, so it wasn't one the best quality, and it was cut, so it wasn't like the complete scene. So this was like my first time seeing it, and it was so jarring. And but I was also like, how are they going to show uh, one Georgie's arm getting ripped off? And then I read in an interview which I mentioned in the predictions that George was going to get pulled into the sewer. And I was like, how are they going to do this? I have no idea what's going to happen. And the, the buildup is so great. And that you're like, oh my God, like the, the, like it's like dead silent between the, the dialogue between the two. And then he's like, oh, do you want your boat? And then as he reaches his hand in, you just get this, get this slow creep of just like really high pitched like strings. And then he grabs his arm and... I feel like this, to me, is kind of telling for how I'm going to view the rest of the film, because immediately, all tension went away when I saw CGI Pennywise take a bite into Georgie's arm. Yeah, well, I mean, just before we get to that death, and like, yeah, that kind of ridiculous looking CGI, I will say that this is my favorite Pennywise scene in the entire movie. It's really the only one. I mean, mean, they're really the only good one. If you know, like... Well, because it's like you actually get time to breathe with him and, like, kind of hear him actually be, like, luring children, like, doing what he's actually meant to do instead of just immediately, you know, as we will see with everyone else, turning into a monster or some sort of scary image. Yeah. So this is what I like, because you got to, like, breathe out the scene. You got to, like, see him actually be, I don't know, charming. Well, and there's, like, there's details in the scene that, like, like his eyes change from, like, yellow to blue. Yeah. Like, the whole point that he's, I think the reason that he's a clown, people don't really understand, and it's just lost. 
the reason Pennywise takes the form of a clown, like, he's a shapeshifter, he takes the form of a clown to entice children and, like, kind of catch them off guard and, like, and like get them just a little bit closer, a little bit closer, like he does the Georgie the seed, and then right when he puts you in, right where he wants you, he springs a trap and he shit and he forms into whatever you fear, whereas I feel like him being a clown was, like, completely forgot, like, it's kind of like a gimmick in this film, like, I, people are like, oh, he's a clown, he's a clown, I'm like, no, Pennywise, like, he takes the shape of a clown to entice children, he's not just, like, a stupid clown that is trying to be, it's, he's not a scary clown, I mean, I yeah, guess like, he is, the, the but... clown is always, is always the, the preface for whatever thing you ultimately fear, it's, but in the movie, it's reversed, it's always the thing you fear most is prefaced by the clown, the clown isn't the identity, you know, that, and that's the thing about the book, is that, Pennywise doesn't really have an identity until, like, you know, he's, like, the spider or the deadlights, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which they do show, ultimately, in the movie, too. Which, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, when when he... I honestly thought all the tension was just out of the scene the moment you see the CGI, because... A lot of people were saying, like, oh, the CGI is, like, really good in this movie. Like, it, a- oh, it actually no, enhances. It's not. <laughs> um, I would say, like... Actually, yeah. Oh, I would say most of the CGI in this movie, like, does not work at all. It, it's I, so I distracting. Yeah, I wouldn't say it, like, ultimately takes away from anything, but it definitely doesn't make it better. I think, like, one or two scenes that actually, like, really works, like the projector scene, I thought, well... That was okay. The first part of the projector scene, I thought it worked. The end, when he, like, crawls out like a stupid crab, yeah, not so much, but... <clears throat> Excuse me, um... So he takes a bite out of his arm, and then he just, and then Georgie rolls back, and then his arm outstretches, which I guess was kind of creepy, and then he pulls him back in as he's screaming Bill's name. Now, and then that's like, and then it, and we get like kind of like a, like, um, like a spinning shot, like, uh, like a corkscrew out of the sewer, and to Derry with it. And then this is where like kind of the movie starts, but like I said, the CGI clown really kind of left, I was like, oh, that's what they did, and I also had an idea in my head, because Andy Muschietti in in an interview was like, oh, it's quite, it's quite brutal, it's quite brutal, which, like, I guess it is, but I was expecting something, like, a lot worse, I wasn't expecting to see Pennywise's face, like, shift in, and, like, into the CGI mess, um, like a plastic mess, so, that... Was... Well, I think that that definitely was planned. Uh, that's definitely like Muschietti's vision, because I mean, I've even seen storyboards of that of the original of that, and that's exactly what it looks like. So I don't. Yeah, I, don't but, know. I mean, it's like the thing, but about the, but it just doesn't look good. It it just looks fake, which is why, like, I don't understand why. I mean, I guess doing practical effects, one, that'd be really difficult, and two, it'd be expensive. But I don't think price was an issue like budget was an issue on this film and like i could i could be wrong it could have been but the cgi looks fake i would have just done a quick cut you know what i mean or not even show Show, it well no like i would have shown i did the the you mentioned um the uh the the other the previous i forget his name i can i wouldn't even pronounce it right the the guy who was supposed to make the film but then they his vision was too 
unorthodox and dark. Kerry like the Fukunawa, way he, or yeah, yeah, the the guy he the way he was supposed to do it. I I like his version yeah. better of this scene. Well, why don't you like, tell the viewers what like in case they don't know what that is like what well, is his scene? There's like well, there's like hints of that scene written in here like well, with I, the lady well, and talking, her cat, but like I was that's talking more about it. the yeah I was talking more about the death. I think it's like the death. Well, I think the whole scene actually. You never actually saw Georgie and Pennywise talk. It all revolves through the through the perspective of like that lady, of of a neighbor looking on, seeing like Georgie with the boat. The boat falls in, and then she sees Georgie like looking into the sewer, and then she's doing her business. She looks outside, still sees Georgie looking at something, like reaching his hand in. She's looking away, looks back, and like sees him like getting pulled into the drain. Or the sewer, yeah, like, it's with his like, arm ripped he off. He gets, like, like ripped like from it's... side to side, and his arm gets ripped off and then pulled in, and she's like, what? Yeah, like, I wish I wish they kind of did something like that. They they did that with, like, the cat, where it's, like, the cat sitting on the stoop, watches Georgie, you know, scream and stuff. I kind of wish they just did that instead of showing it, you know? Yeah, there's... <sighs> it would leave more to the imagination, but... I mean, there's gonna be more. There's gonna be more close-ups of Pennywise's face looking like that anyway. So like, it's yeah. At that so, point, what does it matter? I, so instead of like going like scene by scene, like kind of like their earlier reviews, let's like let's talk about the characters. Let's do like these like by bullet points. Let's talk about each of these characters, and I guess like sub- subsequently we will talk about like the scenes and stuff. But I want to talk about the characters first, in that. Well, let's talk about like the ensemble cast, like the main kids, so uh, like the the lucky seven, and then talk about about like the Bowers gang. So, and then and then we'll save Pennywise for the last. Um, so what 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 are your initial reactions in regards to you know the lucky set like the seven the seven kids? So I mean yeah, this was the gripe. This was like my the my biggest gripe coming out of the movie with you in the in the car ride going home is that and this, and this isn't you even said you came at it from a book purist perspective and I and this, I did too and I really shouldn't have because <clears throat> that was like the fundamental core of the child section even the adult section like of this group and even for those of you who read the dark tower it's like the quartet it is that is the group that is brought together not even by you know the divine will of the universe it's like you're meant to be together and you don't know why but you just understand that you are and so i never really i never got that from these kids i that i'm not putting aside that these kids are great actors and they have amazing chemistry together um because they were fantastic honestly each every each and every one of these kids i loved even like um, for me personally um, the kid who played Ben Hanscom was the best. I mean, and then Finn Wolfhard from Richie, Stranger Things. Like he, he was also a close second in Eddie. Those three were the two that I really liked the best. But Ben really stole the show for me. Um, but going back with the kids, like I, I love their dynamic. They did fantastic together. But that being said, when you go back through the elements, the I never really got that. They're, they understand that they're part of something greater than themselves, and they're kind of just, you know, stuck in the current of, like, the universe, air quotes, and just kind of fighting evil because they have to, yeah, because I, they want to. I agree, like, that was, I mentioned that in my, that was a big point that I mentioned in my, uh, like, Mike's thoughts on it, was that this film completely misses the point 
of the novel, which pisses me off because, like I said many times, they're coming. The filmmakers are coming into this film like, "Oh, we're looking at this from the book." Well, that's that's only partly true because you, yeah, you get like the really good chemistry, and you get that Pennywise is scary, but you're missing like the theme of the book, unity, and and like and conquering so your easy. fears as it's a group. So, it's so easy to write that in, like. It's it. You, there are so many little things that you could change about this that would include that, but they just didn't. For example, so. like the the like the, the scenes that really that I remember is one the stupid the the the, the group the damn group breaks up at one point and and then they have like a montage of of them like doing their own thing and then Beverly it takes Beverly getting kidnapped. For them to like come together and rescue the damsel in distress, which is which is odd. I don't... For a movie, no, for a movie structure that works because it's like that. That's the point. That's the low point of the story structure. We we've all seen that graph where it's like, you know, the, the like the intro and then the 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 slowly rising slope of like the the rising action and then there's the peak. And then it falls, where it's like, that's where everything kind of seems lost. And then you get the climax, which is the fight in the sewers, and then it's the resolution. So as a story, I, I, I knew what this what this was, but I think you didn't need that. This story is would have done well enough without following strictly to that kind of rigid, that rigid graph. Um, but, but I'll even go one step further, even more minute details. When they go into the house on Diebold Street, I oh, think yeah. Eddie broke his arm, and they're like... Who wants to go in here? No one raises their hand or whatever. And then they're like, oh, I can't believe we had to draw straws to go in here. Well, in the book, if this was going by book logic, they all would have just gone in. Well, or yeah, that's, if they, that's if, the thing. Or if, like, they did, no, or if they did have to draw straws like they did in the book when they lit oh, a yeah. match and they, and they did it. And, like, for whatever miraculous reason... None of the matches were like like none of it was like whichever whoever got the burned match had the not go in the smoke hole, and for whatever reason, by divine chance or not even chance, it was just divine intervention. They all had an unburnt match and they all had the go in. It's shit like that that like you could obviously fix that. You could have even had a scene like that and be like, whoa, what's going on? You know? Yeah. Especially since they're gonna play, keep, play, they're gonna apparently they're gonna play up the turtle in part two. So again, you could have just kept introducing these little details that wouldn't really have paid off until the next movie, but you still set it up and you, and you still stay to the the true fundamental core of the the lucky seven and the quartet or whatever you want to call it, and still have the same exact story play. Yeah, out. I I just had a lot of issues with the way they they like portrayed. That, that 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 lack of unity. I think people confuse just having great chemistry as oh they're unified. It's like no, that's not true. Um, you know even um, even the scene that I think is is added. Well, in so Beverly's bathroom, they all come together. I think it was added in the miniseries that they come together, and then that's what like as the seven, and that's what like stops it from like. Well, even in the even even in the seven. In the bathroom scene, Richie was outside standing. Well, yeah, guard. that's what I was gonna say. Um, in that, I think in the novel, it's only Stan, Ben, and Eddie, and and so I can't even be like, oh, well, in the book they had the seven, but I think it's the point that they're still coming together and like that unity is still like is forming and that that power is starting to like be prevalent. But so it's like okay, you could say that, 
but then why have all seven of them come if that's what they're trying to get at? Um, yeah, I just, I completely agree with you. Like, the, the Neibolt Street, with them having the draw straws, because they all follow Bill, because they know, like, they can't have him going alone. And it was even fine when he's like, well, who doesn't want to go in there? And they all raise their hand. That's fine. Like, yeah, that's fine. No, no that's totally... want to go in Like, there. I, yeah, I, I didn't want to go in there, and I, but the thing is, even, like, in the book, they all were like, I don't want to go in there, but we're not going to leave Big... We're not going to let Big Bill go in there alone, and we're going to go in as a group, and they go in despite being afraid. So that's what bothered me the most. And then uh, I was right in Neibolt Street in that they get separated. It's like a funhouse. And I was talking about this, and this was what annoyed me the most, because I was like, ultimately, they all come together... And they make that real, like Bev makes that realization that they can only defeat and hurt it when they're together. And I'm like, well, why didn't they, why weren't they all together in that funhouse like thing, in that, in like, in Neibolt Street? And, and I think, like, my girlfriend was saying, like, oh, it's like budgetary concern, like, constraints. And I, I don't believe that. And, and, man, there's just so many times. Even, like, when they fight Pennywise in the end, they're not unified. They're, like, giving Pennywise the lumps into the gang, which is what bothers me, because it's another point. The fight for Pennywise is not supposed to be a physical fight. Like, it's half physical, yes, but it's supposed to be this um, this mental battle. Like, the rid- ridicule... Or, ridicule. The ritual of Chud is uh, supposed to be a battle of the wits that's what it's supposed to be it's like essentially it's two forces shining against each other and the top dog comes out whereas in this they just say like i'm not afraid of you they take like bats and they just beat the shit out of pennywise i'm like that's i guess on like a cathartic level that works yeah but no that yeah that works uh, is your your fit? The kids are physically overcoming each and every one of their fears. Um, I did I did get like an Evil Dead vibe from that fight at the end. Is that what you're talking about? I'm sorry. What do you, What do you mean? I mean, the yes, I'm referring end. to the fight in the end. But I'm saying like, it shouldn't have been just of this this like giving like beating the shit out of Pennywise because that's not what he is, and that's and that's a weird. Because they didn't set up anything for the next novel or the next sh- uh, film, in the, in like these details, like oh, we're gonna focus on the turtle. Well, how are you gonna focus on the turtle if you didn't set anything up at all? Like you didn't even set up. That... I mean, I, maybe maybe in the deleted footage they did, but I doubt it because I no, don't remember I, them mentioning anything. I highly doubt it. And that's definitely more for like a book reader. Like I feel like if like our girlfriends. Or, like I don't know about how much Nicole knows, but if my girlfriend saw part two and they're like, "Oh, the turtle," she would be like, "What the hell is that?" You know what I mean? Which is why you need to kind of start setting these things up subtly, even if they had that um that ritual, and it has like like Bill as a child start performing it, and he like doesn't know what's going on, but it kind of starts planting those seeds, you know, for the next film, and that like maybe he goes into like the ether or something, he's like, yo, where the hell am I, and he gets a glimpse of a turtle, or, or something, he gets a glimpse of something, or, like, it's the voice of the turtle that says, like, that talks to him, 
it's again it doesn't need to be like you need to see this cosmic turtle you just need a setup and there's no setup so at this point it's it's pointless to even set that shit up in the next movie um but so that was kind of like i guess this all this tangent just relates to they completely missed the theme but despite that <clears throat> the kids do have really great chemistry they steal the show uh, i mean not that they don't even steal the show the show is like they do it they really do a great job yeah andy muschetti did a really good job with them yeah the, like, the casting good, good on him the casting was phenomenal on every like there weren't really weak links the only thing i can i can really say is that some characters get sh- like really the short end of the like shit end of the stick especially with like Stan and Mike they're just kind of reduced to like nothing especially especially Mike yeah and Stan <laughs> I remember I was watching the um what was it the the nostalgia critic review the film and it's like literally it's like they just had like cardboard yeah. cutouts of like the characters like that then like that's perfect for Mike and Stan. and that's kind of and but and if, and if anything Mike is like it's the weirdest thing that Mike is like she sh- if anything he should be very include, included in, like, in terms of, like, the character development, because he's gonna be the integral character, in, at least in the beginning of part two. It's weird because, like, even in the interviews, like, the kid that plays Stan, he's, like, the one that, he's, like, he leads, he's the leader. I, th- I don't know if, it, I, I feel like he's the oldest, but he is the one that everyone, he's, like, answers all the questions about you know, like, the filming and, like, talking about Pennywise and things like that. And I was like, that's kind of odd, because he doesn't have, like, any character in this film other than, like, the scared Jewish kid. Um, he makes, like, really good points, I think, in that he's just like, I don't want to do this. I'm scared. We're supposed to be having fun. Like, he kind of is that voice of, like, what people are. But, and Stan was always afraid in the novel, so, like, that's not out of character. I kind of like that. Um, Stan was always the one never to believe, and he's always the most afraid, because ultimately in part two, he kills himself, because he's he can't face his fear of it. He's that, he's so afraid, he kills himself. And, but yeah, he didn't do anything in this movie. Um, he was just, like, the hypochondriac. Um, but, you know, I... Overall, they had really great chemistry. Um, they were really worked well with each other. I think everyone did the best with what they had. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy. They were the obviously the main re like. If these kids didn't work, then this film would have failed. Oh well, yeah, totally, hundred percent. But and they that's that's what I did like about it because. It was more about these kids than it was Pennywise, so it, that that's good too. I did like that. Yeah. So, ultimately, the film fails in that theme of unity, and and like overcoming your fear. But you know, the kids do a really great job. You're gonna sneeze. Bless you. Thank you. What were you saying? I said bless you. No, before I sneezed. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, no, I'm just saying like that. The the they, what was I saying? The film was about them. It was Stand by Me with a Clown, and I think they did a really good job. Yeah. So, and before we get into Pennywise and like talking about like the editing, 
and the, and the pace because the and like Andy Muschietti's direction. Uh, what do you think about the Bowers gang? I thought they were. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say we could just talk about the bullies. I thought right they now. were a complete waste of characters. Oh my god, what we were completely wrong. Yeah. On that oh my god. Prediction. Like I couldn't think of like that was another thing that like it was Blew it was me the away. central theme, and Henry Bowers is like just completely missed. And it. that was one of the things that these people are like these Instagram pages. They're saying like. The, like all caps. The Bowers gang, they're great. They have lines. They're they're, they're actual characters. No, they and I'm don't. Like, what are you talking Belch about? Burps. I'm like Belch burps. One kid. That's his only one line. kid. What? Like Belch burps. That's what? his only line. No, you know Belch, I mean? like he, Belch screams. Fuck you, bitch. I know he talks. I was ma- I was making a joke. <laughs> I know. But like, and then like Victor Chris doesn't even have any lines. Patrick Hoxetter. I forgave him. Dies in the first fifteen minutes, which is fine. Well, the reason I forgave Hoxetter was because. They gave well, we him were a completely wrong about him. Too. We were, but they gave him a really kind of cool, like they that was a cool setup. Like I really, yeah, I thought that that was really effective, and I forgave them for that. Uh, I wish it was like Victor Chris because he had nothing in this movie. Um, He's just a blonde kid, but apparently he he him and Belch all had death scenes that they cut. Really? Yeah, apparently. Wow. Oh, why? Oh my! Come on, man! Like, I want to know what those death scenes are now because I think those will be deleted scenes. I hope, like, that, because I'm that's what they're saying. Because I'm confused of where those death scenes would fit in. Because okay, so let's talk about Bowers, wasted character. He's I think in all the scenes except one, he's like screaming, and he's just he's 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 uh he's still a two dimensional bully. Yeah, there's no nuance to his character whatsoever. I will say. Of the child actors, they completely mishandled Bowers. Yeah, and it seems like this kid can do, like, a good job. I mean, not... I didn't get that impression from this movie, but he was in a... What's that Viggo Mortensen movie where he... They they play, like, uh... Like, hippie family that's in the woods. Oh, yeah, like Captain Fantastic. Yeah, he's in that, and the scenes that I've seen, he seemed like a pretty, like decent child actor like or like a kid that could act he's like 17 years old so i'm like he could do something um but they just reduce him to like not even the just racial slurs and a knife yeah and just screaming and uh, and another th- it's just like I don't know. I I didn't. Nothing was really good about this. Well, that's character. the thing. There's really nothing to say about him because that's he just was relegated to a two di- two dimensional. He's bully. not a character. In fact, he wasn't even he wasn't even a two dimensional bully. He was like a one dimensional bully. Like he was just so bland. Yeah. Even like and he literally he literally was just an obstacle. He wasn't even like he wasn't anything. He, he, I know? can't even say like they even they even they even took out his relevance to the story besides Mike's like growth story. His 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 lesson that he learns was shooting the gun or whatever, like, because in the book he's blamed for the murders, and in the and in the end of the movie they cut him getting blamed for the murders. Yeah, and it's it's it, dude. Okay, so, which was another thing we were talking about when he died. We're like, he's dead. Anyone that says that he's not dead, Brian and I have this joke where it's like he when Mike pushes him down the well, and obviously it's a circular well. And he hits every brick on the way down. He's he just like falls down, and and I'm like, there's face first, yeah. Like, and I'm like, down a hundred foot well. Yeah, I was like, there's no way 
There's no way. And then, like, my girlfriend is even saying, like, oh, you didn't see him die, so therefore he's not dead. I'm like, that's, hor- like, that's, that's bullshit. And I said in, in the, in my, in my thoughts on it, I have a way that this could work. Like, like kind of like the Cliff Notes version is that when he kills his father, he gets arrested at that point. Because in, in the book, he goes into the sewer and, like, keeps pushing the losers towards Pennywise. And that's, like, his importance at that part. Uh, also, but they don't like, even do that. But they don't even do that. So it's like, why... So he could give Mike, like, uh, an like, arc? It's yeah. not even an arc. It's like... Well, it's it just... is, but it's a very sloppy one, because they're like, oh, God, like, he... Like, he doesn't have an arc. We need He wasn't to... a sheep, I guess. Well, yeah, but... Because it was just that reversal of, like, you're if, like, you're not gonna pull the trigger, you're gonna be on the other end of it. And I mean, I we guess literally I... get that scene when he's... When he... When Bowers puts the... Like, the, the, the cattle prod up to his head, and he... And he's like, oh, now he's the sheep. And then he fights back, and he suddenly turns the tables. I wonder... I wonder if they'll make the connection when he has to make the phone calls in the next book to that. Or to the next movie to that. I wonder. Like, I hope not. How do you mean? Kind of, well, like, he has to pull the trigger. He has to make the phone calls. You oh, know what I mean? I don't think they That'd are. It'd be kind of dumb, but... I don't know. But... I, it was just stupid. I didn't like it. Yeah, like, so it, Bowers' it, 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 wasted like, character... <clears throat> well, apparently they, like, I guess you said there were more scenes of him, and like, and then, yeah, like we just said they cut the ending from him. I don't know. It was just... They didn't set anything up. It was just... I don't I, I It was a waste. It was, and also, it was, like, it was the, like, disappointing and frustrating. And, like, I don't... I never got that his father was abusive, other than, like, he yeah. shot at his feet. Like, that's the thing. Like, Butch Bowers is supposed to be... Like, an insane, abusive alcoholic. And that's that's not... Like, from the books, that's putting it, like, very mildly. That is, like, a bit of an understatement, saying that he's just, like, a crazy dude. Like, he is... uh, It's like, words can't even describe how... And just how insane this dude is. Yeah. And here, he's He's a cop. cop. Which, again, I don't know why that change was made. It didn't factor it at all. Like, that scene when, um... When Bill stands up to Bowers, and that cop stands up, I didn't even realize that that was his father until the end of the movie. Well, how would you? Like, yeah, I know because they don't, they don't do that at all. They don't like factor back that his father's a cop. That doesn't such, play it's such into a it at all. Change like it has nothing to do with the movie. Yeah, and that like I said, it would have worked in Mike's rewrite, but that's not what we got. Um. Patrick Hawksetter, you know, I forgave them for that because yeah, I thought that was, was a really fine. effective I mean, the, the, seeing death. Seeing the dead kids was aw- that was pretty cool. Yeah, and it was terrifying. I, I'll give it that. Belch and Victor did nothing, even in the rock fight. Like the rock fight wasn't even that like epic because this is the moment when the losers come together. And I guess I can talk to like Andy Muschietti's directing at this point after we talk about Pennywise. Which, I guess, will, like, there'll be, like, parallels, but it was just, it was so weird in that, like, the editing shot, the editing choices of this film are very, uh, unfocused. I think this movie is very unfocused in that, like, the, so the rock fight, again, it's this pivotal moment when the losers come together and they take a stand, like, their first, like, major stand against Bowers as a group. And it's like a punk metal 80s 
rock song, and a lot of it's, like, playing off, I think it's played off as a joke, with, like, the slow-mo, you get, like, uh, uh, Belch, like, fuck you, bitch, and then, uh, it's like, definitely played off, like, kids are getting, like, like, Mike, or not Mike, Richie's like, ah, oh, rock Rich, fight, and then he gets, and then he gets in nailed the in the face, yeah, and it's, like, it's played off as a joke, because you're like, oh, he got, like, messed up, and, and then, like, kids are getting taken rocks to the face. And you're like, oh, oh this is, this is over well, like, the top. Well, like, even in the book, it's like, it's like, in the book, it's like the apocalyptic rock. We keep referencing the book. And that's the issue that we just, that I we, that we keep saying. It's like, we're going well, in as purists. I feel like we have to, because like I said, Muschietti says, we're coming at this from a book perspective. And, like, how do you, um, like, how do you separate this from the novel? I don't think you can, because they make, like, if Carrie... Fukunawa, whatever, if he wrote it, I think we could do that because yeah, it's his, his version was drastically different. Because it's his version of it. And that and like I think we can make that distinction. But here, they're making so many allusions and references and they're sticking to so much stuff. Like Kneebolt Street, for example. That didn't need to be included at all, but they did, because I think it's in the book. Um like the leper, uh uh, what what else did they do? Uh, the, 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 well, like like the they, they're referen- they're yeah they're referencing the black spot. They're referencing the like all the history of dairy. They're referencing and I think the mummy was in it. Very in like, the end, you, which was a kind of weird. Uh, but they're just referencing so much stuff that I don't think we can't because I think they want us to remember the book. Like even they like name drop the turtle in that like in that. Oh, like they're swimming around. Like, oh, there's a turtle. Let's pick it up. And then, like, Bill's holding on to Georgie's like Lego turtle. Yeah. So they make all these allusions to the book, and and so I think they want me to think about it. So I think it's impossible for us not to bring the book into this because the book does it so much better, and they're obviously trying to harken back to what the book did so well. They're just not doing. They're not executing it very well. Yeah. Wait. So. Yeah, I mean, we'll just, I, what were we talking about? Uh, we were talking, well, we were segueing, uh, from the bullies and, like, how pointless they were, and I guess into, we can talk about Pennywise or Andy Muschietti's, like, direction of the film, because I said the film is very unfocused. We could, we'll just go with the direction, and then we can end it with Pennywise. Yeah, and I guess, like, we'll be, like, we'll go back and forth, I feel like, because... I feel like Muschietti, there's a lot of, like, weird editing styles in this film, uh, especially in regard to, like, really important, like, dramatic scenes are, are like, I, th- I think ruined by, like, cheap laughs. So, for example, when they all go back to Ben's uh, house, it starts off, he's like, oh, I gotta show you something, and... It's funny because it starts off with him like hiding pornos and stuff, and and like cleaning up room because Bev's about to go in there. Oh, I thought it was just like cleaning up his underwear. Oh, I thought it was like uh like like dirty mags. And either way, he's oh, just, I, it's it's whatever. That's what I thought. Anyway, uh, they walk in and they're like, oh, like what's all this stuff? And nostalgia critic does it perfectly. So it's like all these like the history of dairy, and it's like. Settlers are going missing, like the um, the uh, the, what's the gang that gets that gets shot in the middle of the street? Oh um, yeah, 
like the Bradley gang, yeah. uh, like the the Ironworks, people going missing, and they're even like saying like it's it's uh, like the disappearance of children and adults in Derry is astronomical. It's huge, and 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 then like what like Wolf, wait, what's his name? Finn Wolf Hard. Yeah. He he's like cracking jokes like, Oh, Derry used to be like a beaver uh colony. He's like, Oh, it still is, am I right, boys? And like that kinda worked, but because that's his character. But then it's like this like intense music of like we're focusing on Pennywise and like in these like drawings of settlers and then Bev shuts the door and we get like a new kids on the block poster and like intercut with one of their songs. I'm like what is this doing I kind of like that. I, it but was, what it is was that, weird, but... But what is that doing in this dramatic scene of them... Fu- like, it dawning on them that Pennywise is is infused in Derry's history. I, yeah, I mean... And it's it was, like, it oh, awkward. new kids on the block in the middle of this, like, really dramatic scene. And then they shut the door, and then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Derry's, like, really, Im- like, important. It didn't... It, it was so tonally... Well, I mean, it was, it was a callback to Beverly and Ben's first conversation, but I it was completely unnecessary. Uh, I kind of liked it. I, I I can forgive that one. Cause I don't I know. Good, I it, actually got a genuine laugh out of I it. I mean, I laughed, but it's because you go from like this really important shift to like this 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 like realization that Pennywise is in infused with dairy. I mean, I to, just laughed because it was funny. But... No, I'm not saying it's not funny. It just is weird. It's not. It's not. It it proves to me that, or it shows me. It makes me think that it's not a f- like tonally. It's not. It's not focused on what it wants to be. Um, and then another example when they're cleaning the bathroom, it's like it's that scene was intense. It remind it again. It harkened back to like the Evil Dead with just like copious amounts of blood. Just and like there's so much blood, it changed the tint of the room to red which i thought was awesome and then they go in there and it's like a dance party and i was like what and and like they're just like scrubbing everything like stan is being a ocd and is like cleaning and patterns and they're just like flushing it like flushing the blood in the toilet to this like upbeat like 80s song i was like this doesn't seem right I feel like this should be more dramatic and not like upbeat. Oh yeah, we'll just we're just cleaning the bathroom. Like it's literally filled with blood. What's going on? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, I kind of forgot about that. And yeah, so it's like things like that that uh I was I was getting like really confused. I didn't know where he like what he wanted me to think. Um so but then he all I will give him credit like he has some great cinematography. I think it really comes out with each um with it coming to each kid and uh I think the best the most effective one was Mike in that Yeah. Uh, but I feel like that I feel like even that scene was cut like cut down. I thought that scene was fine the way it was. Footage. I thought that scene like kind of like the the hands coming out and then the door opens and Pennywise is like eating a kid from hanging from a like a but like you don't meat know locker. That. Well, still, right? I think that. Well, I they inferred don't really show, they don't really show him eating anything, right? I don't think they need to show that. That's what I gathered no, not, from the not scene. Not show him like from behind the curtain. You can't really see that he's eating anything. Well, either way, he's hanging there, dangling, and it's creepy. 
and I thought that was effective, really effective. Um, Ben's scene in the library was awesome. Beverly that was, was yeah, cool. that was pretty. The the library thing with the headless corpse. Now that's this kind of scares that I liked, where he's just looking at a book, and he's like, oh, he's like flipping the page when they go to the Kitchener Ironworks explosion. Which is like this huge pivotal moment in the in at least in the history of Derry, and it's like he's like flipping through where it's like the aftermath, and you're like, oh, there's a tree. What's in the tree? What's in the tree? It's getting closer and closer, and then it's like a head, a kid's head, and you're like, I got chills. I was like, oh shit, like that was pretty creepy. Did Did you see that detail in the background when he closes the book? They say supposedly the like, librarian is like standing behind him and smiling creepily at him. No, Have you I seen that? that up. No. I, I I don't I I don't know. That's what a lot of people are saying. I don't really see it. Um, I think it's coincidental, but whatever. It was just something I wanted I'll to look ask it up you later. But yeah, I don't know. I I think he he brings a lot of like unique style. I think my favorite shot of the film, uh, outside of Mike's, was when Stan goes into his uh his room and the picture like the portrait is out of uh it's like tilted and he walks up to the camera and and like it's like um a dutch angle and he strains the camera that was a really like interesting unique shot cinematography was cool um so i think andy muschetti is definitely like a visionary director i don't think i think his editing and pacing is a little off though um so I guess that's I think at like tonally this film is all over the place. I don't think it knows what it wants me to feel, and but his cinematography and his eye is perfect. Like Kneeball Street was my favorite segment of the whole movie, and it was exactly what I wanted it to be. In that it, it was exact, it was a funhouse, like a funhouse from hell, but everything was really effective. Um, I that was I think my favorite Pennywise moment was when he comes out of the uh, the fridge and oh yeah. and he's like starts like antagonizing Eddie like that was you know horrifying but like that was kind of it <laughs> and then like at the oh man do you know what another thing that we kind of forgot to mention the end of the goddamn movie when Pennywise takes Bill like hostage. And he gives the kids an ultimatum of, like, yo, you can leave and just leave me with Bill and I'll let you all, like, not die. And they all stand there an uncomfortably long amount of time. Yeah. So much so yeah. that Bev has to say, hey, we're not actually thinking about doing this, right? That's, again, like, they just, like, hearkening back to that first point that they missed Unity. The moment Pennywise, will one, Pennywise would never say that. I, I feel like he just would have killed everyone. Um, he, they would have been like, no. And then and then it just gives Richie that moment of like, I Bill, this is your fault. Like, I, I like you punched me, you called me, like, you hurt my feelings, but now I gotta kill this fucking clown. And I was like, and then like the beatdown commences. But I, I didn't like that at all. Although, yeah. I did like the scene before that when Ben, or not Ben, when Bill confronts the, like, Pennywise's Georgie, that, oh, yeah, I felt that like was crying. a really good scene. Yeah, that was super effective. The way it was shot, everything was great. Uh, my girlfriend Cause was you, crying. Because you, you think for a minute 
that like this is Ger- Georgie for a second. You and know that's what I mean? totally the the child actor that plays him. He's like six or seven years old. My he he made so many people question whether or not that was Georgie, even though he has no arm. But yeah, like you know he's dead, but you're like, whoa, wait, what? Like it could it could it be? And then it's like yeah, and then you like we are believing it, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of that's all of that. I don't, do you have anything to say about his direction or editing? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. So, I think this all now leads to Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise. What, Brian, what did you think of Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise? Uh, I, I remember specifically that we said he's going to steal the show, and he didn't. But, it's not, I don't think it's his fault. I think it's... No, I don't think, I think honestly, kudos to him. I think from what he, what they showed in the movie... Like, from what, from just, like, I'm not an actor, but, like, just, I can appreciate what actors do, and just from where he came from with the voice, and, like, just, like, the psyche, and, like, the physicality of the role, good on him, I think he did fantastic regarding what they did, in terms of him stealing the show, though, it's, it, this, this show obviously goes to the kids, yeah like, and Pennywise is more of a, uh, is, is more of, like, the B, the B-list character, even though he is, like, the reason it is it like he's uh, let's be real like he is the reason this movie's made a fucktillion amount of money you know what i mean (laughs) yeah Yeah, um i it's i think that i i in 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 my thoughts i compared this to i i did bring up like the joker and that like yes it's a clown and like a scary clown and like they're sadistic but i we went i went in in the predictions episode saying it's going to be like Heath Ledger and I was wrong. It's more like Jared Leto's Joker in that they're not really given much to do. They're treated more as props instead of characters. Yeah. In that like Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise is just like the monster that they're supposed to defeat. And there's no like, there's no like characterization to Pennywise in that, like, in the what the book does give him a character, like, yes, he is like they even give a him a ruthless name. monster. What? They even give him a name, Bob Gray. Like, oh yeah, like he refers. It's like a, yeah, yeah. Like I'm just saying, like it, it's it's not a huge deal, but I'm just saying. So, but I don't know. I thought he was like he did. Man, I just every time he was on screen, I wanted to see more of him. Um... And there are, and there is more of them. That and that was the, and it, that was an, another main complaint. There wasn't enough of Pennywise in the movie, but that's what a lot of the deleted scenes were. And, but a lot apparently. of people were saying like there was too much Pennywise. And I'm like, what movie did you what? see that I that I I didn't think he was in this movie nearly enough. I even talked to my swim coach about it. He's like, oh, I thought there was too much Pennywise. I'm like, what? How? How was there too much Pennywise? Like, explain yeah. to me. I don't understand. I didn't think there was nearly enough of him at all. I thought there was too much bullshit of him, like, jump-scaring at the crowd. Yeah, yeah, that that was another thing that were very... That I didn't... Going back to his... Muschietti's direction, all the jump-scares, all of them were... Uh, ju- all the scares were jump-scares, and I don't appreciate that because... That's a cheap scare. It's cheap because it's like, I'm not being scared at... Pennywise, like, doing something, like, he has a scary face. I'm being scared 
that there's a, like a loud noise. Like I can't help but be scared or at least startled by that. You're not scaring yeah. me. Yeah. Like like I, I'll never like okay. So I remember I referenced this uh, during our talk. So in the book, Ben's first encounter with Pennywise is he's walking by himself down a road and he sees Pennywise standing on the ice with balloons blowing a, into the wind, which is impossible. And it's like just that image alone is frightening because it's like disturbing because it's 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 the uncanny it's like it's the sublime where you like can't explain what it is and it's it's terrifying having him having you know a like a headless kid chase him around the the hallways of a of a library screaming at him isn't like really scary like yeah sure i'll be startled for like a second but it's not like chilling and that was kind of the thing I had an issue with with Pennywise when there wasn't enough of him anyway. Yeah, and like I, I completely agree. I um I actually saw or not, I, I, I heard about like a comedian describing jump scares like kind of after this film came out. And they just said a jump scare is like a comedian a comedian coming down from the stage and tickling you all and saying, I'm like you laughed and I, I did it, so therefore I'm funny. It's like it doesn't that's not how it works. And I think some jump scares, yeah, can be effective, um, but I think if your whole movie consists of just, like, silence and then, like, a loud bang and then a scary image in your face, like, I think, so, a funny story, um, I know my girlfriend is going to (laughs) not, not appreciate this story when she listens to it, but... Um, so we, I saw this film, uh, twice, and the second time I took, uh, my girlfriend to see it, and the film started off with us just saying, like, like, I was, she's like, don't tell me when the scares are gonna happen, and to the middle of the film when I was kind of like, alright, just get ready, like, something scary is gonna happen, and then by the end of the film, I was telling her, like, 20 seconds when something was gonna happen, and it was right at this projector scene, that I think is, like, the epitome of the jump scares in this film, in that the beginning of the scene works super well, in that we're getting this, like, these images of Pennywise, and it's just, like, the only sound you're hearing is the clicking of the projector. And then, out of nowhere, Pennywise leaps onto the screen, like, tw- like twice as big, or twice, like, 15 times as big as he normally is with this like big CGI grin and honestly it's a pretty terrifying image but it's followed by this loud jump scare and then he crawls out like a like a spider like a spider or a crab and it's just like scurrying all over the place now this scared the shit out of my girlfriend in that it did startle told- me too well cuz it again it's a jump scare that's what jump scares do but I thought I was going to dislocate my arm <laughs> because she was holding my hand and uh, she was holding my hand close to her face and I'm like, hey, yo, there's going to be a jump scare in like 15 seconds. It's going to be scariest image. Close your eyes. She's like, no, I can do it. And then as this, and as Pennywise jumped out, she literally screamed so loud in the movie theater and she she like took my she grabbed my arm up i thought i dislocated my arm it went so fast and then pennywise kept running out of the screen and she kept screaming and then and then they opened the garage and she's like holy shit and oh my like but th- she wasn't scared it was just like she was startled and 
and she was getting she couldn't process the information as it was coming to her and i think like we talked about it and it was just like yeah that really startled me but it didn't necessarily scare her maybe like the image of the clown like with his like really like deformed face was scary but you couldn't like process it because you're just getting bombarded with information and loud noises and you're just disoriented and that's essentially what the most of the scares in this in this film were were just like disorient disorienting loud noises and like an in an influx of just information that you couldn't process that quickly yeah like yeah i agree that's pretty much yeah i don't have too much to say with that yeah so that's kind of in the end scarsgard i think did his absolute best with this character and honestly like makes me want just to see more of him especially i'm more excited in part 2 because andy muschetti has said he wants to go like a lot different like he wants like for example with the character of mike he wants him to be like he wants the strain of staying in dairy to like be more like physical so he wants him to be like the librarian with like a drug uh, a drug addiction because he has no other ways of like coping with his fear and like he's in con- he's been living in his fear and i think they were saying uh we're going to get more of like not origin of pennywise but pennywise well, i think they're going to do the smoke hole in the past i think they're going to do the smoke hole in part 2 and i know and i know like deleted scenes i think you were telling me this how like there were like uh, or maybe I read it where there were there were scenes of him of Pennywise in the in the original movie um, that were cut, which hopefully are deleted scenes of like of like pilgrims like sacrificing their babies for Pennywise and stuff like that. Yeah, that's the stuff I wanted to see, but which I don't know where be. it could have worked in this film. But it would, be, it would be like a prologue, I think. Yeah. Um. Oh man, let's talk about the ending of the film too. Like, not not like the ending of the kids. Like the very end that we again got completely wrong. Oh yeah, yeah. How we were like, oh, what's gonna be the big nod? Yeah, yeah. Because like, it's definitely a wink. I'm like, that's not a wink. That is literally telegraphing people. It's not even clever. Yeah, we were completely wrong. I remember we were saying we, gave... we hoped it ended with uh, Adrian Mellon and stuff like that. <sighs> yeah, it was just like so like what was it? Was it, it was, I already it forget. was literally it chapter 1 and people were like, "Oh, chapter 1. There's going to be part 2?" Like, are you stupid? Yes, everyone knows the story. Yeah. And and like oh, I I forget who I was listening to. I think it was I forget what review I was uh, I was listening to. But oh, I think it was Red Letter Media. And when that chapter one comes up, um, I think it was Mike uh, in in Red Letter Media was like this guy behind me was just like I knew it. I knew it was gonna <laughs> be. And and he's like, Are you stupid? Like, did you really only think this was the story that they were gonna tell? And, and that, I was like, that's it? I, I remember I turned to you, and my roommate was sitting next to me, and I remember asking both of you, like, that's it? That's the wink that there's going to be a second part, that they say, like, this is chapter one? I was, I, I was, it was so anticlimactic, because I, I was giving them so much more, like, creative, 
thought than they actually, I feel like, put into that ending. Yeah. Because there's so much shit they could have done, and they just didn't do it. Um, be- so, that annoyed me. Because I was like, that's it? Is there, like, an end-, end credit scene? Like, is that it? And that was it. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, yeah, I wasn't, as far as a nod when I was like, is, yeah, really, is that it? But, yeah, it is what it is, and then we just gotta wait for part two. Which, which I'm I'm still excited for, but not nearly oh, as excited I am for. definitely gonna see the movie, so I guess we've kind of talked about our thoughts on this film. Um, let's kind of get our closing thoughts, and then we can get into our recommendations, because last, or, like, last episode, I didn't give my recommendation until I talked with you, and I guess I can go first, so... You know, after watching this film, I I definitely had I didn't I was confused. I didn't know how to feel once we after that initial showing. So I had some time to decompress and then I like I said I took my girlfriend to see it. And I must say I definitely enjoyed it more the second time because I didn't go in as a book purist. I was like, "All right, I know what the movie is. Like, let me just go in and see let's just try and enjoy it as a moviegoer." And I definitely did more but I still couldn't forget, like, there's no theme of the movie. And that's, like, even just as, like, a movie, like, reviewer, there's no theme. Like, what is it? Like, face your fear? It's not even really it. So, and and that's so, like, there's such a trite, like, theme that it's, anyone can do that. So, that was definitely a big component of me just being like, eh? And, but... You know, there are there is a lot of good. Like I know like we were focusing on a lot of the negatives, but there was good. Um I definitely as I said in the, in my previous episode, a lot of love and attention went into the movie regardless of what like you think. Andy Muschietti's like, you know, like very meticulous like details of his drawings and bringing his storyboards to life, his vision, bringing it to life and fighting for that vision. Uh the casting of the of all of the kids really just having forming that bond and wanting to do like a really good production bill skarsgård being an awesome pennywise and following in the great footsteps of tim curry um cinematography you know like the the music the like the score like the original score that they wrote for this film and you know just the love and attention that went into this film that I, I can't forget, and it, and it is a fun movie, like, I will say that, like, I, I do want people to see this, um, it's definitely gonna be a good Halloween movie to revisit, and maybe even a summer movie, because it, it takes place during that, su- like, during summer, and, and so, I thought about it, long and hard, and I think I'm going to give, uh, It, Chapter 1, a three out of five stars, and it's and it's really getting that rating because of the love and attention that Andy Muschietti and the filmmakers gave this film. So Mike is gonna give this film a three out of five stars. Yeah, and yeah, I definitely want to reiterate how I didn't hate this film. I know, yeah, we spent the majority of this podcast talking about the things we didn't like about it. But I think that's because not enough people are saying what's wrong with this movie, because it's not a perfect movie. It's not a movie that is, like, the new revolutionary horror movie. It's not. It's just simple, as plain as day. Evil Dead was a revolutionary horror movie. The Exorcist is a revolutionary horror movie. Uh, 
yeah, there are definitely other ones out there that I'm just, I'm not the horror, Halloween, The Thing, I know those are all, like, the 80s, those aren't even past the 90s, but, like, that's just the fact of the matter. I don't think this is, like, a revolutionary film by any standard. Is it a good movie? Absolutely. It is a great movie. Like, I, I had a lot of fun with it, even though all the negative things I had to say with it, I still am going to buy the DVD in January. Um, I'm going to eat up the, 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 the film and then the deleted scenes, and I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna religiously follow, you know, everything the build up to part two, but I'm still gonna see it opening day and have a good time watching the film, because yeah, this is, uh, you you watch it and it's a well made movie, and what's what's more important is that you can see the love and attention. It's not just a, a cheap cash dra- cash grab. You can see the effort. You can see the love and affection from everyone and from the cast to the director to even Bill Skarsgård um and you know I I'm very happy that this film is getting the critical acclaim that it's getting because you know what it's more power to you I know I'm not going to begrudge this film for being so successful um and so I mean for that reason I'm just going to give it a three out of five as well it's I'm going to watch it again I'm going to I would recommend it to people you know even a casual moviegoer um and even even fans of the book, I would recommend it too. It just with like a little caveats, which is what we mentioned. Um, so yeah, again, I, I would give it a three out of five. And so that finally concludes our uh, our our talk on it part or it chapter one. And now I guess we just gotta wait until twenty nineteen. I believe is the is the set release for the next film. Yeah, yeah September and, 2019, yeah. And we'll be back in a, another year and a half, uh, or two years, that, and we will be discussing Chapter 2, and, you know, I'm hoping that those, the criticisms that we have said are addressed, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that Chapter 2 is a better film, and from a book, from a purist perspective, and from, like, a cinema, I think, I honestly think it will, um, just from the material that they can cover with adults, you know what I mean? So, I think there's a lot more depth, there's a lot of room to grow, and with Andy Muschietti and the filmmaker and, like, the, the original cat, like, the original people behind, like, just, like, wielding the ship, I think we got, we have a lot to look forward to. So with that, it's another concludes another episode of Amateur Autorist. Thank you for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. And stay tuned for more episodes uh, in the, in the, that will come. So have a night. Have a good night, guys. Good night. <laughs>